This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, Vietnam. That is not the case at all. So I've just always really wanted to say that. That was such a good movie. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was like someone sitting over in Vietnam listening to us? <laughs> like, oh my God, how does he know it's evening? No. <laughs> now, what is up, people? It is John and I tonight, uh, kind of flying a duo on this one. Um, Jason's got some family stuff going on, and uh, we, the three of us are always in accord that family always comes first. So unless my child's being a brat then <laughs> we'll come first. So a um, couple of things we're going to talk about tonight. One of the things that we're going to start off with is a, a new toys that John and I have. Uh, just kind of <laughs> quick little debrief on some of the new things we've got. And then um, just kind of how we fit everything together, just how we make it all work. Because anyone who's done ultra marathon training knows the time commitment that it takes and all the fun that goes along with that so um john you want to talk about your new toy first yeah so recently i got the naked sport band it's like a waistband um obviously goes around your waist <laughs> garrett's got some uh, distractions here in the background <laughs> speaking of kids <laughs> here, you want to come in and say hi you can say hello hi. hello can you say hello to the trail trash podcast you say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you going to bed? Yeah. Right. Good night. Night, night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Love, you. No. Love you too, kid. Good night. No. <laughs> Again, that's going back to our point about family. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a family-oriented podcast. There you go. <laughs> Definitely you not, not family oriented at all. You might not realize about our language, but anyways, all right, naked belt. Yeah, so um, this is kind of a piece of gear I've been interested in a while because I've heard a lot of people rave about it. Um I got it because I have an upcoming road ultra, and so I was thinking, you know based off the, uh, the proximity of the aid stations i may not have to carry as much um gear as what i would say like a uh mountain trail ultra is that, where, you know, is that a road uh yes this is oh. on road okay. uh, I, for whatever, on i don't road. know why i assumed it was like beach i was like that would be terrible no. I mean, it's right along the coast so it's more or less like on the beach but yeah it's it's on road for the for the most part got it um, but yeah, so, you know, not having to carry like as much gear as I would if I had like hours between aid stations, I was like, well, you know, this might be an opportunity to go light because honestly, I just hate carrying so much stuff. Um, so I took a, um, took a shot at the, you know, the naked belt to try it out. And so far, I really like it. Um, um, one of the biggest concerns I usually have with like belts is the amount of bounce. Um, this Absolutely. does a real good job of keeping just everything in place. Um, mm -hmm. It's got some great storage on it. Um, haven't I haven't weighed it down with just a whole lot of gear yet, but I'm interested to see what the upper limit of that capacity is. 
Um, it's if you're running in the mountains, it does have like some toggles so you, you could stick some poles. Um, that's another thing I have not yet tried out, but I'm interested to see how that works out. Um, one thing I like about it too is that their sizing. Um, they have which you order by like your waist size or wherever you want to like put it on your body. So if you want to want it on your waist, you just you know measure that and pick your size off of that. If you like it up a little bit higher, like around your like stomach. Um, you could do that too. Uh, so that goes for um, a much more comfortable fit, in my opinion, um, which would be an upper hand on them versus like, you know, similar products. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it small, medium, large or small, medium, medium, large, or is it waist size? Like oh, it's waist size. 30... Like, like, for example, you know, uh, I'm a 32 waist, so I ordered like a 32 belt. Um, is it 30 to 32 32 to 30 or is it is there no it's 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 by inch by inch um just oh, one thing to included? keep in mind so like 31 yeah. 33 mm-hmm. yep. oh wow that's impressive okay yeah just one thing to keep in mind though is uh you is if you are wearing this over clothing uh, you might want to measure um take that into consideration when you measure um because yeah. you know mine is a little bit on the snug side not to the point that it's uncomfortable but just something to keep in mind. So, um, but yeah, so far this piece of gear has a thumbs up for me. Good deal. Good deal. New toys, man. They always make things fun. Like it's, yep. it's when you, and sometimes I find when I'm in a funk, sometimes, and it, it could be just a new gel flavor, like anything that makes running fun. And a lot of times a, a piece of gear is something that can kind of get you out of that funk. So, um, yeah. So my new toy is, um, I always call it the craft CTM, but I don't know as though that's actually what it's called. It's the, it's the ultra shoe from craft. Um, side note about kind of why I got the shoe um, is really because of craft as a brand. Um, their apparel is spot on. I love their apparel. Um, yeah, their apparel is fantastic, especially like their uh, cold weather gear. That is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah. But what really drew me to the brand was, um, I'd love to say friend of the podcast, but definitely not friend of the podcast, was how they treated um, Tommy. If he, if he knew this podcast existed, he would be a friend because he is that kind of a person, you know, oh, just he, loves yeah. every point. <laughs> yeah. uh, but how they treated Tommy Rivers Pusey, like, I, I have a feeling almost every brand would do the same thing, but until someone's in that situation, you never know. So long story short, Tommy thought he had COVID, never went to the hospital, found out it was a super aggressive form of lung cancer uh, and had just signed his contract to be an athlete with Kraft. Um, and Kraft basically said, you know what, we're going to double down on you. Not only are we going to stand by, you, we're going to give you a line, like a, a line of apparel and all the proceeds from this are going straight to you. Um, and that's huge. And in in a world when loyalty is something that's talked about, but not necessarily shown, uh, that spoke volumes to me. Um, yeah, and that's really just an amazing story, his experience through all of that. Um, I mean, he'll never be on this podcast because he's way too, he's, he's well above our, um, our notoriety. But uh, right. if you're interested in hearing about that story, uh, Rich Roll uh, had an excellent uh, interview with him after oh, that, uh, that episode after was he got through all that ordeal. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it'll, it'll, it'll leave you 
building view with some thoughts. <laughs> sure. And then, and then one of the things, and this is going to kind of derail it, but I really don't care because I could talk about their whole family in general. They are just I, I, like, I feel like what you see is how they really are. And not only are they genuine, but they're so well-learned and his dad is a writer like like all of them are and they're very yeah, like you, can really, you can really tell like on their instagram that they really put some thought yeah. into the things they say and it's it's yeah it's good stuff yeah so just, just watching wonderful just wholesome positive yeah, more or less the opposite of what this podcast is pretty much and that's why it's another reason why he'll probably never be on there he'll be like ah you guys really don't align with my values <laughs> um but just i mean and his dad's facebook stuff i think was was public at one point and or they were sharing some of the things that his dad was saying and the amount of emotion that they put in their words uh, as tommy was going through all that um it it hurt me just reading it i mean it was tough stuff it was heavy stuff um but anyway, so I have a side job at a, at a local outfitter store where we say where we sell um, craft shoes. Um, and so we had a size in sock. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, I just I don't know, because at the time they Tommy was like their only athlete. Arlen Glick hadn't signed with him yet. Um, and a couple other athletes hadn't signed. And I was like, man, I just I just don't know. We had to do some training videos on it. And um, no offense to the guy, but he looked like he would much rather be doing um keg stands than than shoe reviews um but so i put the shoe on and i kind of walked around the store and was like you know i just don't know because normally in an upper i prefer a heavily padded tongue um i don't know what it is for some reason longer miles uh tend to hurt my feet on the tops if there's not enough padding in the tongue i don't know if it's maybe i tie my shoes too tight i don't know uh, one of my drawbacks with the Mafate 3 is that the tongue is just not padded enough. Um, so I have put three weeks worth of runs in these ultra shoes. The uh, And I bought the Lumens because that's just what we had in store. So a little more reflective, completely mesh upper. Um, so is this one of your, uh, the car their carbon plated shoes or this is this one like the lower end shoes? This is this one is not carbon plated. Now they make the ultra in a carbon plate and that's a whole other topic of conversation. <laughs> um, but I just don't for what I needed it for the carbon plate just would not have made sense. So I just didn't get it. Um, and we price match and it was on sale for 115 bucks on some website. So I said, perfect. That beats my employee discount. I'm just going to go ahead and pick them up today. Um they're fun, man. Like I like, so they're a little different. Um, they kind of, uh, I guess would be more along the lines of a Solomon with their heel toe drops about 10 millimeter, um, with the heel toe. So significantly more than Hoka, which is four to six on average. Um, but is this am, like a rotor trail shoe or is it more of that one of their hybrids? It, you could do some trail in it. Um, I don't know if, if it's just a dry, um, or gravel like uh, like Yeti, absolutely you could do that in this. Um, so they have what they call the gravel bite traction on the bottom, um, very similar to Hocus Challenger, um, maybe slightly lower in lug height, um, and that's four millimeters on the tr on the Challenger. So I'd say you know three, um, but I, I feel confident in this shoe. Like when you're so if you're running on asphalt, um, you know some shoes that don't have a lot of traction, you feel slick. Uh, like in this one, man, like I feel confident with every step. Um, they're not 
they're super lightweight. I really like that the that it's essentially a mesh upper, very, very breathable and super responsive. Um, today was the longest run I've done in them. I did six and a quarter today. Almost every run's been four to five miles in them. Um, and they're just fun. Like, like I look down when I go under street lights because they've got a bunch of reflective on them. I'm like, this is cool. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff um but it, it makes running fun again and where i am right now just getting back into progressive building week after week after week um I, I really want running to be joyful much more so than mundane and monotonous and the same miles and miles and miles so um i'm a big fan of this shoe to the point where i may look at the trail version of this shoe um, so is this shoe, how would you describe the ride of the shoe? Is it like more responsive? Is it plush? Um, how's the feel of your feet? A uh, little of both, little of both. So I do, I, I don't want to say my running form is perfect, but I do tend to land on the balls of my feet more than, more than my heel strike, um, which much more economic when you do that, that's all, that's all fine and dandy. Um, to be fair, no one's run form is perfect, except Elliot Kipchoge. Well, yeah, right. So um yeah yeah and that's, that is the most effective form i think i have ever seen so man watching um, that run is just beautiful <laughs> dude that video i sent you guys with the, from like the aerial view with all of them in their shadows that was the coolest thing i think i've seen in a long time so, yeah um but i would say it is definitely much more responsive but if you're walking around you can feel the cushion in the heel um, so if you just take it out and you're squeezing the heel, you're like, wow, this, this feels like it might be pretty comfortable. Um, sizing for me is spot on. Um, I, an 11 and a quarter would really be the perfect shoe size for me. 11 and a half is too big 11. Uh, and I tend to get, um, sometimes blisters on the ends of my toes just from constant hitting. Um, but 11 and a half and I get tons of them on the heel and it's just, yeah. So 11 and a quarter would be pretty good. Um, now, I have, like I said, six and a quarter was the longest run I've done in these. Um, so I haven't put them through the ringer on like a half um, or even a double digit run. Um, but it is what it is. So, so far, I don't think I have a negative comment to say about them, really. Now, I haven't run in rain. Uh, like like the, the pavement has been wet, uh, but I haven't run in rain. I haven't run in super nasty, humid, muggy Tennessee summer conditions yet. Um, and that could very well change. Like right now they're breathable. They may not be uh, when it's, you know, 85% humidity and 95 degrees outside that, that it, TMI, I'm a heavy sweater. Like it's, it's gross. So um, perks of having a pool when I get done with a summer run, I just keep my clothes on and just go <laughs> jump straight in. So <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so the craft CTM ultra, like I said, the one I have is the lumen. Um, it is a race fit shoe. I was about I to ask if you would race in the, in the shoes. Um, I would, I would. So just kind of le reading about the, the fabric, it's hundred percent polyester jacquard and TPU. No, so, um, midsole is hundred percent EVA foam outsole is hundred percent rubber and the fit is athletic. Um, I really, I really, really like it. Um, it it's, and I'm. <laughs> And I guess the difference between this shoe and my previous shoe, which I am a Hoka guy, don't get me wrong, I love the Clifton. Uh, the Clifton is probably my favorite shoe. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out the nines. <laughs> so the nine, here's one of the weird things about the nine. The nine is not a fully gusseted tongue. Only half of it is. And I don't know why they did that. Uh, there's more uh, stack height in this one, but it's a, so it's a little bit heavier, um, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. But the Clifton is a solid shoe and you can put it on and you can do a tempo workout and you can do a long run in it just as well. But it's not always the most exciting shoe. It's it will get the job done and it's a great shoe, but it's it's just a shoe, you know. This one, like I grab it, I'm like, this can be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you've about got me sold on it. If I was uh still living down the street from you, I might have to stop by your store. <laughs> oh man, there um I'd I'd at least try to see if there's a store there that has them. And just go try them on or look at them. Cause like when I say completely mesh, like you can look, like put your hand in and you can see your hand. Like it's, yeah, it's a breathable shoe for sure. Uh, throw in some Swiftwick socks and you'd be just fine. So, yeah. Um, which kind of, so I ran in it today, um, six and a quarter, like I said, uh, which kind of is a nice little segue into our, I guess, main topic tonight of just how we fit it all in. So I've already mentioned I have a side job um, and I do that. It was originally so uh, it was a side job to have Disney money because my family's going to Disney. My daughter turns five soon. Uh, we're going all out with the Disney trip, bippity boppity boutique, all the fun things uh, <laughs> and all that. And so this side job was initially just all the paycheck was Disney money. Um, my main job in the mortgage industry, most people know rates are not super fantastic um, and a lot of people are struggling in the mortgage industry um, in terms of getting loans and people. I mean, the days of the twos and threes are gone. So the phone's not ringing off the hook and, and people actually have to go get loans again. Right. Um, and so a lot of mortgage companies are actually closing up shop now. Um, and a lot of layoffs are happening. I have a lot of friends in the business that lost their jobs uh, and are actually out of the mortgage industry now in total because like, you know what, there's just no one hiring. It's, you know, I'm kind of over all that. Uh, but one of the things my company did, uh, which I appreciate is no one's been let go, minus a few people. Um, the caveat to that is they cut everyone's hours. Uh, so we're all still full-time. We all still get benefits. It's all great. Um, but instead of a full 40-hour week, um, I'm now on reduced hours. So the side job has also been Disney money now, also make ends meet money kind of stuff. Um, so I'm there anywhere from 25 to 32 hours a week um, on top of my primary job. Um, also while trying to get back into running. So <laughs> oh, and my wife has a part-time job being on top of her being a teacher. Plus I have a kid in two, in two sports. So yep. yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of butter on a lot of pieces of bread. If you, if you know what I mean there. So, so I guess it, when, it, when it comes to having so many balls in the air that we're juggling, where does running fit in for you and how does it, what do you sacrifice to get your long run in on a weekend or how do you make it work during the week? And I know that you are a time-based, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're still a time-based efforts. So you're out. So you're not a six mile run. It's an hour. Um, and then your long runs are two to two and a half to three hours. Is that still your, your training plan that you're on? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, still time based. Just you know, uh, even being more on roads this spring, I, you know, that's time is still the one variable that you can control and is a good measure of your total training volume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I agree with that one hundred percent. I just, me personally, I like miles because it gives me something to shoot for, um, and then I kind of try to adjust my time to where I'm out long enough to still get in those miles. Like, and I know we've talked about Coop and his podcast a lot. I know they do a lot of like, okay, if you listen to some of their coaching roundtables, they're like, you know, you've got an athlete who's in the heat of training and they're out there for 10 hours a week or 12 hours a week. And I understand all that. Um, but I just know how I am personally. And it'd be like, great. I was out there for 10 hours and I managed a whole 40 miles and I'm supposed to be doing a hundred. I'm just not getting the miles. And, and that's just how my brain works. So I kind of try to balance the two, um, get enough miles in a certain allotted time. Um, Yeah. Which isn't necessarily wrong. Sometimes you want that just mental, uh, confidence or, you know, as a goal to hit in your training, but as long as you're cognizant of your total training volume, I think that's okay. Right, right. And and you do have to, you know, get used to being out there for very long periods of time. And the only way you can do that is by being out there for very long periods of time. And even not so much, you know, for your like actual like physical training, but for things like nutrition and then just the, the mental um, side of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that a lot of people don't necessarily focus on is mental training. Like you, you've got to do that. Um, yeah, it's like you callous your body to the miles, but you also have to callous your mind to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I have to do is the alarm clock goes off, starts going off anyway, at 10 till five, and then goes <laughs> off again at five, then goes off again at 505. <laughs> <laughs> the first Gross. test of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's one of and and so I work my part-time job Monday. So now, now that Disney's like really right around the corner, we're like, okay, cool. Let's bank as much as we can. So this week I will be there Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, essentially every week for the next six weeks. Um, so in the, and then my wife, um, coaches cheer at a local gymnastics gym where Larkin is a student or I guess is an athlete, I guess, student. I don't know. I mean, she's learning. (laughs) Cause she's five. So she's not really an athlete at it, but she's getting there. So she's still learning. I don't know, whatever you want to get, whatever you want to call it. So, um, but yeah, so one of the, like, I've got to get my morning runs in. Um, and the stores typically open till nine. I get home after everything. I get home at about 10 30. Um, and you got to sleep. I mean, you got to recover. Like we've talked about it before. Recovery is such a huge thing. Um, so I will not run on Wednesdays um, because just the lack of sleep at that point, I do need to prioritize sleep a little bit. So I'll allow myself to quote unquote sleep in on Wednesdays. So I will run Monday morning. I'll run Tuesday morning. I'll run Thursday, Friday and Saturday morning. Um, maybe Sunday morning, depending. But, you know, I, I do also want to spend time with my family because um, that's that's important. Like. And I, I, I follow a lot of other Instagram pages and one of them is the daily stoic or the daily dad, um, Ryan holiday. And he, you know, always talks about you get to the end of your life and you're like, man, I wish I had more time. 
but a lot of us forget that the time we have is is sitting right there like you're in the moment like just be present in the moment and so like I, I do try to like dedicate that amount of time both to my daughter and my wife um because they they unfortunately suffer just as much as I do uh with me being gone so um yeah and that's just what I that's one of the things you just have to do is is if you you got to get the training in you got to do what you got to do so what works best for you I know that you're not necessarily have so many balls in the air but you do have a lot you know I mean I know you've got your job you've got uh, your girlfriend and you have a mini farm <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh taking some you know classes for oh. school on top of that yeah so. for that you're a grad school now congratulations on that I don't uh, know if I said that before, not not not, yeah. not yet uh, no okay Months. I gotta gotta finish out the first degree first. Oh, okay. okay. But, but I've been accepted in, right? to it, so that's still exciting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think first off, it starts with uh, you know, prioritize prioritization, um, and also being intentional on how you spend your time. Um, and there's actually a really good. Uh, Art of Manliness podcast recently where they talked about some of Dale Carnegie's books and some of his classes. Um, and one of the one of the key things they talked about was just intentionality. Like, um, you know, we don't have a lot of time, so you have to really think about how you want to spend it. Um, like, it's especially like, you know, nowadays, like, you know, so many like distractions, like, it's easy to get online, you know, on social media or whatever, and just like blow through 30 minutes and hours gone before you even know it, which, I mean, if your goal was to, you know, just have some like relaxation time and zone out time, you know, whatever, that's fine. You know, everybody needs like that decompression, but if you actually have stuff to do that should be taking precedence over that, then, mm -hmm. I mean, you're kind of in trouble then. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say, you know, you know, be intentional about how you use your time. Um, what is the most important thing you have to get done in the day? Um, so that gets into your priorities too. Um, with, you know, with you, you know, is it, you know, something going on with your family, um, is it your job, um, you know, whatever. Um, is it my classes? Um, what's, the most pressing matter I have to get done in the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's also where something like habit plays a part too. Um, you want to, so you want to, you want to build that habit where you do. If say, if, since we're talking about running, uh, we do go out and run every day. Um, you know, sometimes that may be an hour um sometimes if you have other priority priorities in life like uh you know like your family uh needs your full attention um then that's fine but if you can still get out and at least like log 10 15 just easy minutes you know that just helps builds that habit and i think that's important too um that's one thing that is a great strength of yours i know we 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 probably talked about it on here. I know we've definitely talked about it on offline. Um, you're not quite a streaker, but you might as well be. I mean, like you are the most consistent and, and it's because you make it a habit. Like I've got to do something today that's going to 
not that I won't have to play catch up for tomorrow. Well, I don't know necessarily about catch up, especially if it is a day where, you know, something happened and I can only get out, you know, for 10 minutes where, you know, have like an hour run plan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still think it's important just to like, you know, build that. Um, I'm not a fan of like, you know, streaking just for the sake of streaking, you know, but, you know, I do like having that habit and that one moment of uh, the day where I do have like some type of intentional physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not a lot, like it doesn't take much. Um, and then also, I think another important thing is just flexibility. Um, kind of touched on that already, but um, even if you are very consistent, you know, at some point something's going to come up that you have no control over. That's going to take like your full attention um, away from stuff you want to do. Um, you know, that's, that's life. That's being an adult. Right. Um, and, and that's fine. Um, but I think you can't like, let that get you too down. Like, don't think, oh, I have to go get, you know, a 10 mile run in today, no matter what. Um, just, you know, ex- you know, take the blows and accept it as it comes. Like, uh, you'll, you'll be all right. Um, and allow yourself that grace too. Like when, um, when life happens, let life happen because it's going to happen. It happens to every single person. So when it happens, you'd be like, you know what? It's okay. You know, and, and I feel like when you accept that life is going to happen and that if you do need to scratch your run for the day, whatever is pulling you away from your run probably needs your full attention anyway. Um, and it's not going to hurt giving it that full attention. God forbid it's an actual emergency. Um, but you know what? Kids get sick. You know, God, my kid's in daycare. I'm surprised she hasn't been sick, you know, more than she has. So, <laughs> so yeah, but, kids get sick, cars break down, uh, yep. you get yep. held over at work, uh, just, you know, anything. Yeah. Um, speaking of cars breaking down have you ever been cre- like how often do you have to get creative with your runs so like you take your car in for an oil change <laughs> yeah, I've only done this once I was like you know what it's going to be an hour and a half I'm just going to go in their bathroom change clothes real quick and get my run in while my oil while my car's getting worked on dude back when I lived in Murfreesboro the uh the dealership that I would take my car to was only like three miles from like my doorstep. So, I mean, I wouldn't even change in the bathroom. I just go drop it off and like run or bike home. And then when it's due, I just didn't go back. Yeah. <laughs> no. Made for an interesting look, but I mean, you know, I'm yeah, just walking around they're, and they're like, they don't yeah. care. <laughs> they got like 10 layers of like uh, grime and dirt and oil just all over their hands. Right. I'm sure they don't mind a little sweat. <laughs> right. Now, I did say that I do let myself, like most of the time I am a morning runner. Um, I, I, I don't know how I want to say this. So I'll just say it the way that I'm going to say it. I kind of like starting the day in a negative caloric deficit. Um, it is what it is. I just, I, I don't necessarily hate running on an empty stomach. I know that it's not like, it, they are easy runs. There's no tempo runs on an empty stomach. Like it is just very much just slow, easy paces, just to get moving i don't hate starting in a caloric deficit really um i mean if you're a believer in optimized fat metabolism then that yeah, he would be in favor of that <laughs> right 
right so well and and you know you run an empty stomach at the end of an ultra anyway because at that point you just can't keep enough calories in well for the most part you've lost more calories than you've consumed um not saying i'm not condoning that as a training method at all but Shoot, i even know well i mean i even knew like um uh in nashville there is a marathoner who is a 217 marathoner who would go out on his long runs on an empty stomach to practice that who's that like you'd feel during it but he would start on an empty stomach well okay yeah so well and, and most of the time in the morning it's just a four to five mile run anyway and so i'm like you know what i'll be okay i'll just yeah have an extra banana or something during the day <laughs> you live, you live. <laughs> yeah it'll be fine um but on Wednesday, so this is another one, way that I get creative. So Larkin has dance on Wednesday. So Larkin does dance and gymnastics. Those are her two things right now, um, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And so um, dance is behind closed doors. So I can't sit there and watch like I can at gymnastics. So I grab my run in while she's at dance class. So so I'm still running during the week. It's just not a morning run. I get I do get to get that extra hour or so of sleep, uh, which at that point is needed. And I do get my run in because what else would I be doing? Sitting in a car, sitting in a lot. Right. And that goes back to being intentional about how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm sure my dog would appreciate it if I came home. I know that, you know, when my wife takes her, she comes home and she gets her Peloton rides in. Um, I'm sure my dog would appreciate it if I came home and, you know, took him on a walk or something. But um, and he's getting there like we once it starts really warming up a little bit more consistently for him. Um, so we have a German short haired pointer. He's, he needs to run. I get all that. Don't come at me with that. I'm like, I knew exactly what I was getting when I got the dog. And that's why I got the dog. That's why I got the breed. Um, but it's just in, and with his, he has such a high prey drive that we're really trying to still dial that in. I mean, he's almost three years old and he sees a bird on TV and he goes bat shit. Um, <laughs> So we yeah, kind of so have this. We have a similar thing going on with our Great Pyrenees. She's very um, oh, what's the word? Uh, she has a very strong, I guess, protective instinct of mm. her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, her uh, backyard. Like last night, it was windy here, and she's barking at the wind, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are funny. Dogs are great. So, um, but so once his prey drive kind of once we get in the whole you know, oh my God, there's a squirrel, I have to get it. Or, oh my God, there's a bird, let me go. Um, then then he will be able to go on longer runs with me. Um, and, and right now it's still a little dark in the morning when I go. And it's just a, it's a cautionary thing. You know, I, um, I, I don't want to have to worry about both of us jumping out of the way. Um, I would prefer just me jump out of the way for now. And then once the sun starts coming up at, you know, 4.30, um, then then he'll start going with me a little more too so um but yeah so sometimes at the end at the end of the day you gotta get creative sometimes and i wish our office had i would do a lunch run i would not be opposed to a 30 minute lunch run uh but our office does not have showers <laughs> so, <laughs> so and i don't have my own office that i can shut the door in and be like yeah do not disturb. So I mean, um, maybe you can make it a thing and uh, you know, start those lunch runs and then they'll see the need to have a shower placed in your office. Does your does your uh, facility have a gym or no? No. No. Okay. I know that um like uh yeah, like back when I was living in Murfreesboro, 
like there were a couple of times I biked to work, which was fun on like, you know, those 40 degree and overcast days. But if it was like, a, you know, like a, the middle of June in Tennessee, it was uh, not so much. I was like, okay, this is why people don't bike to work. Right. And those clean freak and, uh, towels, those clean freak wipes, I don't think they'd work. I like, I, I would need. They, they, they would work to an extent. Like that's like something you do after an ultra to get you home. But I mean, after that, uh, yeah, yeah it's I just... still on you. Yeah. And there's not even like a, a, a gym. Yeah, I remember down. after, um, after I ran scar, Will had a pack of those and he just kept handing me one. I was like, <laughs> I don't think this is really doing a whole lot, man. I appreciate it, but this, this isn't doing anything. Just, just hit the important areas there, John. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm sure that, um, studies will, will probably support my comment here that, uh, it probably promotes better um, work-life balance uh, with people. I know that it probably cuts back on some of the insurance claims uh, from people, you know, having diabetes and all those things. If you could, you know, if the average person is probably going to get me in trouble, but I'm going to just, just going to roll with it because that's just who we are, right? The average person probably doesn't like, they're much more ready to pass, on at the end of a long day you know what i'm gonna skip the gym today i'm just gonna go home it's good um i mean americans are sedentary like let's just say let's just call it what it is for the most part we're pretty sedentary um but if you could if you had a place where people would get moving um maybe that changes things i don't know i'm not in the insurance world no i mean no that would make sense like it's if it's more access accessible to you um then you know you would be more likely to and uh also you know if you already had like an acquaintance so if we're talking about like in a workplace setting if you had like you know a gym or something there um if you have like an acquaintance or someone you know or a friend uh and you see them going to do that then i think that would also um you know definitely make you more likely to get into it sure speaking of friends um so there's a guy at uh at the store that we were talking the other night he goes hey you're you're a big runner right i'm like yeah he goes, yeah, um, I've always wanted to run a 5K. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, would you, would you run it with me? Absolutely. You you name it. We'll get it. Like, we'll make it happen. So um, don't underestimate the fact that the, the, the impact that you can have on people in your workplaces. Because you've got a friend that, is he, can we give him a shout out? Does he actually listen? Oh, yeah. He's probably like our number one fan. Um, so shout out number uh, one fan. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I won't mention his name specifically oh, right now, fine. but I'm I'm working on him trying to get him to come, you know, pace at uh, the Yeti 100. Uh, and now, uh, he, he'll be listening to this so he knows who he is. So uh, now, is he uh, a runner or did he run? Or did he start running because of a conversation that you guys had or? Well, I don't think it was like from like a conversation like I specifically had with him. Uh, he was he was he was he was he was curious, let's say, mm -hmm. like. Uh, when we first met, he brought up, you know, some like uh, uh, ritual podcast, like, you know, or uh, I guess uh, Joe, um, what is his name? Joe Rogan podcast, like, you know, Courtney and Zach on there was mm -hmm. asking me about them and if, you know, I ran ultras and stuff. And then um, he kind of got into running a little bit after that and recently ran his first half marathon and nice. maybe ran another. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm working on him trying to get him over to the ultra side. <laughs> That's all right. Come to the dark side. We have quesadillas. It's true. Yeah. And you know, that, uh, <laughs> the, the last, you know, like 30 miles 
the Yeti would be a perfect place to, you know, come uh, try it out. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so what else do you have that 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 you could think about that would be how we, or what other tools that have worked for you when you've got to get a run in and it's not necessarily pressing, but, you know, what works best for you? So, I mean, I know you've already talked about habit, but is there any, I guess, closing thoughts, if you will, on that? Um, I think the one other thing you mentioned that I want to touch back on again is just recovery. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really important. Um, Because even outside of like running or any type of like physical training you're doing, you know, life will wear on you, uh, whether that's like, you know, stress from work, family, um, whatever. Um, so if you're not, so those are all stressors that are added on top of like, you know, the physical training you're doing. So make sure that you're getting enough rest too. Um, like if you're feeling like beat down after like a long day, it's okay to like, you know, take it easy and like reduce your training in terms of either effort or volume or time. Um, so again, be flexible there too. That is one thing that, um, I really appreciate about the whoop. And I know that offline we've kind of talked about, um, yeah. And you know, like, like, uh, Jason and his watch was like, man, my watch is telling me that I should do this, but I feel great. So I'm going to ignore it. And then he had a bad run. So, um, take them with a grain of salt, like your, your wearables. Um, but a lot of times you don't know what your HRV is in the middle of your sleep. Um, and that may be an, an indicator that, you know what, you may feel great today, but your body is not necessarily recovered from your long run yesterday. So take them with a grain of salt. It has definitely, um, impacted the way that I look at runs. I'll check, you know, first thing I do, I check it is I, you know, after I get up and have a sip of coffee or something, uh, then I'll open my whoop app. I'll fill out my journal based on, you know, the, like, did you do this yesterday? This, this blah, blah, blah. And all these, all these kind of things. Um, and then I'll check what they call strain and strain is like, you know, if you go over, like it gives you a percentage to stay within in order to be optimal for that day. So if you go over and they tell you, like, if you go over 15.4, it will increase your fitness, but you will need added recovery time. Um, and it does. And so looking at that and it's like, Oh, you know what? I sure I felt fine, but maybe there's some sort of underlying thing. Like I may be fighting a sickness or the room may have been hot and I did not get as much deep sleep or REM sleep as, as my body needed. And so, um, I guess it's taken with a grain of salt, but they are a good guide at least to be like, you know what, maybe you should, you, you can still go for your run, but maybe dial it back a little bit today. No, don't go as hard as you want. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I would love for other people that have listened to the episode is like one thing that I will say with ultra running is what works for one person may not work for the other person, but that doesn't mean that I can't learn from something that you're doing. Um, right. so I love to hear other people's stories about how they fit it in, you know, like, um, like a single income household, you know, with three kids and, and a stay at home mom, like, how does that dad fit it in? Or how does that mom fit it in? You know, I, like, I would love to hear other people's stories about how they make it all work. Um, and all of and how they juggle everything. I'd love other 
recovery stage like what recovery modalities uh do you do, i mean do you cold plunge do you epsom salt bath do you um what do you like or do you just stretch or do you just chug a cider and say yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the most important, like, recovery modality uh, that you could uh, do is just sleep. 100%. I mean, outside of, uh, yeah, yeah, sleep is by far the most important recovery tool you can you can have. All and of those by- other things you've mentioned are hotly debated. Um, right. Except for sleep. It's right. the one proven being that you can do to and boost your recovery yeah 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 like you have to like sure we get into 10 hour weeks 12 hour weeks we're we're losing a lot um and you have to make sure that you're putting it back otherwise your your bones your literal bones will not be able to to sustain it your tendons won't your muscles give out and that's the last thing that we all need so um on that note i'm gonna go have some ice cream because that's recovery, right? <laughs> no. And uh, I know I started by saying good evening. For the record, I know it is good morning, Vietnam. It just happens to be 849 for me, <laughs> 949 for John. Good evening just fit better. And Jason always opens by saying good evening. So yes, I know it's good morning, Vietnam. Yes, it's a fantastic movie. But I was just rolling with the time here because I didn't want to throw you guys off. So on that note, John... I'll bid you adieu, and I will talk to you later. All right, later. Have a good night, y'all. You too.